And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. What a day it is. We have got a guy who is an enigma to me. We will explain more on that later. But this guy is something else. And he has accomplished some big, big stuff in his life. I have known Greg Petri Petri. 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 I always say it wrong. I have known him for so long, you guys wouldn't believe it. And one of the train wrecks of all time, Patrick Munson, is the guy that introduced me to you. Did you know that? I did. I did know that. Yeah, Munson. So that's my first. I didn't know he was a train wreck. Oh, my we gosh. We love Patrick. No, we don't. No, we don't. I love Patrick, my truck one. My dad's truck. My dad's legacy truck. And Munson needed a car. I said, drive, that, drive my dad's truck for a while. So he drove it for like six months. And then he calls me up and says, there's some repairs that need to be done on the truck. I go, really? How much? It was like $3,000. I said, pay it. He goes, it's your truck. I go, no, but you did the damage. He <laughs> says, no, I'm not doing it. I said, then I, so then I said, well, don't, don't drive it. So he leaves it in storage for like six months, calls me up and says, you need to pay the storage bill. I go, why? So then I'm sitting in a coffee shop. Here goes my inheritance down the road. And it's on the back of the smasher truck where, where they take it in and turn it to a cube. That's Munson. So that's my favorite thought of Munson. So that's why I have resentments. Okay. Are you okay with that? I, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. So now that's why I, so he's the good part of it and the truck's the bad part of it. And right in the middle, I love Patrick Munson is what I'm trying to say. Cause this is about connection and love and giving it up and having no resentments whatsoever. And, right? and forgiveness. And forgiveness. <laughs> so Adrian, what do you think of Greg Patrick? <laughs> I, I love Greg Petrie. I agree with you that he is something of an enigma. And I think that's a great part of what makes him such a unique friend and su such a special person in the world of creating networking groups. And Greg, I, I would say you really are. You're different than what I would expect when I look up a networking group founder in the dictionary in a good way, as we will get to. Are, are we in the dictionary? I, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. There's a dictionary of, uh, of uh, stereotypes and there's yeah, networking yeah. group right. founders, okay. one of the stereotypes in my right. dictionary of stereotypes. And so you're, you're a little different than, than the average sort of, you know, super, I don't know, like I have this like used car sort of stereotype of the networking group founder. And you are not that you are spiritual and you are deep and you are a different kind of guy. And so what on earth inspired you to start a networking organization in the first place? Well, I was selling cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really don't know what inspired it. It was, it was just, I wanted to help business owners get more connections. And somebody said, start these things called leads groups. And go. I don't really, you know, call them leads groups. I call them personal introduction groups. And we started them in Boulder, Colorado back in uh, 1997. And they just flourished from there. People go, I want to go to these things. These are cool. But someone asked me, they said, well, so your mission is to inspire people to grow their businesses. And I said, not really. Our, my mission is to inspire people to live inspired lives. Because when we live inspired lives, we grow our businesses, we grow our, our wealth, we grow our families, we grow everything in our life by living inspired. So that's really kind of the mission in many ways. Inside of that, Greg, you got BNI, you got tabletop <clears throat> net, you got a zillion competitors. Right. And back when you started doing it, when I first met you, you've been doing it all that time. You found out that it works and you've developed this model and now you've got this thing running all over the world, right? 
We do. We do. We have members in many states, many different countries. And, and I guess really, like Adrian said, it's more spiritual. You know, we're one of the few organizations that I'm aware of that's really based on the law of attraction. You know, what you vibrate, what your energy is, goes out into the world and it attracts that energy back to you. And that's what we base everything on. So it really is based on higher consciousness. And, you know, I'm reading a book right now and it said everything is consciousness. It just is. So through our consciousness is where we create prosperity and the peace and the enjoyment of living this in this uh, world. So you celebrated 25 <clears throat> years of One Business Connection last year? We did. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a big, that's a really big milestone. Well, and, and a lot of people say there's these networking groups everywhere. And I say, well, how many have been around for 25 years? Not too many of them. And only 5% of all companies actually will survive 25 years. So it's a fun track record. But the other thing too is a lot of people get burnt out after doing something a long period of time. And I'm really not burnt out. I really well, like you it. travel fun. hither, thither, and yon. I mean, you are gone in the morning to one end of the state to the other, meeting, 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 aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I drive to meetings, and, and I, I love doing the meetings, but we do a lot of virtual meetings. We have a, a huge connection right now in Arizona, and so I go to Arizona quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, I just enjoy meeting new people and going, what are you doing? What they all want to know that first spiritual book that you talked about that you can't remember the title of. The consciousness book. You could tell he didn't know it. He couldn't remember it. You forget it, Jason. Oh, my book. Hey, yeah, Jason. Oh. No, not your book. Jason Stewart, congratulations on that five-year milestone. You put it out on Facebook. So obviously you're out in yourself as being a sober man for five years. I'm extremely proud of you. The sixth year is always the hardest. Oh, really? Sorry. No, no, whenever they tell me, I just say that you're out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep them on track. No, so that was a lie. This is the book Greg wrote. And this book, there's a guy upstairs that's just about as deep as Greg. His name's Carl DeVere. And Carl DeVere, I go in the office all the time. And not only is he reading this book, he is living this book. And it is so, what's it about? Um, it's called B. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it's De about. Dead air is not it's, great it's, on the radio, Greg. I'm just going to tell you that right he now. He did that for a fact. <laughs> and every one of these the effect didn't work too well, right? No, it's about, there's nowhere to go in this world except right here. Everything you want is right here. Be here. You know, the past is an illusion. The future is not real. Everything that we contribute, everything we do, everything that we want to have, it's coming from right here, the the, the pinnacle of life. So be here. You know, I mean, there's more than that, but that's a big piece of it. Yeah. And then you've got another book uh -huh. called this one. This one's significantly bigger print and smaller. So it so is, Tom can read it. I know. So what's it about? <laughs> this is the one I love. What's it about? Well, this one is, you know, how to work by referral. Because most uh, companies, most people, the easiest way to build your company is through personal introduction. I don't know. There's something called contact mapping you might have heard of. And, and working through uh, people, not, you know, through their connections, through who they know. It's so powerful. But a lot of people don't know how to do it. So I wrote a book and many books on this. But this book is really kind of personal development on how to work by referral. And it's called the power of one business connection. Right. So you definitely, it's a very, very good, very practical book. And one of the things that, that stands out to me, Greg, in just thinking about the way that you do things. And I think hearing you talk about the why of, of what you do and how you go about doing it is, is something that, that, 
maybe even made it more clear to me because you are uh, of anything that I get out of being part of, of the network that you have created. It's really, I, and I described it to, the, to others like this. They go, you know, why, why would you be in part of a networking group? You know, what are you going to win? You know, you're a global company. Why would you do this? And I go, well, honestly, I really think that the biggest value is that Greg is like a network concierge and he's just constantly sending me people who I should meet. And so he's the worst at the intro I've ever met. <laughs> you, that's just very, very uh, kind. Very that, that actually uh, <laughs> was really hard. It was tough. That was my heart, by the okay, way. Okay, keep going. <laughs> but he is, he's the referral king, isn't he? He he really does. And he and he and he's getting better at sending more than hey Greg or hey Adrian, this is Tom. You guys should know each other. Yeah, that's what I used to yeah. <laughs> So yeah. on Saturday though, I'm I'm with Taylor Mitchell. I'm oh, with that yeah, woman yeah. named uh, Jordan, Jordan, two ends. Yeah, and I'm with JW Wilson. Right. And and three different asks of these people, all three of them said I need to check with Greg. So he's like the god. Look at this little. He looks like a Yoda Godfather, doesn't he? I, I am Italian, you know. So Whatever, you can call me the, the god, ring. all Italian, one hundred percent. That is so, so cool. Uh, godfather of network. But you created real, real, real loyalty inside of these people, and that makes me extremely happy because you know I can learn from that. Well, you know, loyalty is the key. You know, you, you, you want to have people's back. You want to say, you know, I have a referral and to go, oh, I'll give you three connections. No, no, I, this guy, you've got to do business with this person. He's the most amazing person that does what he does. So loyalty, uh, you know, and just having fun, you know, having fun in life and enjoying what you're doing. I mean, you guys do that all the time. We live to laugh. We live to have yeah. fun. Adrian lives to apologize for me. So does Denise. It's awesome. Our life is perfect. <laughs> we're here for a reason today, and we're going to talk about it in the next break. It's kind of a serious day for us. So we're going to suck the air out of this call a little bit and make it do a tribute to a guy. I didn't even tell you that was what we we're going to do. But right. that, that guy was a, a heck of a human being. And these guys had a, a big shock in the last week, which really reinforces to me that every one of you need to initiate a remember on literally everybody you know. Initially, initiate a remember. You don't have to bottle them up and try to pitch them on anything. Just say their name, say what you love about them, tell them you were thinking about them and what can you do to make their life better and get out of Dodge because I'm telling you what, you never want to be in a position in that in the back of your mind, why didn't I reach out? And that's what we're going to talk about on the other side. But, you know, Adrian and I are committed, committed to change in the world through deeper relationships with people. And he said, you know, it's all heart. It's called the BLTS. People need to belong. They need to know that you love them. They need to know that you can, they can trust you and that they're safe with you and they'll do anything. And this guy, in, he just exemplifies that. He is all for the person across the room. And if anything works out his way in the interim or afterward, it's, it's all good, right, Adrian? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things just as an example, you know, we went to a, an event last year with the top 100 realtors, right? Top 100 realtors yeah. in the Denver metro Highly area. Whitaker. We met just an unbelievable young woman who has become a big part of our lives as a result. But we showed up at that thing not really knowing what to expect at Greg's invitation, at Greg's request. And I kind of expected to go there and, you know, rub elbows with people, whatever, figure out how to network the room a little bit and, you know, see Greg or not see Greg. I wasn't, I, I had no expectation of what was about to happen. And instead 
Greg literally led us both around by the arm and introduced us to a ton Jeff of amazing, oh, yeah. powerful cool. people in that room. Emmy. Emmy. <laughs> you are just a wonderful co-host. I, I am a, a co-hosting nightmare. <laughs> Take us to the break. I am hijacking his entire thought process, and I got the look. I can always tell the look because he's smiling, but he's got this dagger going at me. <laughs> Which he's going, Dad, come on, we're trying to create some radio here. But guess what? It's all about people, and it's all about dropping their name. Brandon Barnum's probably going to listen to this show because he heard he was mentioned on it. His little friend, his friend, not little, but she is kind of little, Emmy, unbelievable person. She was the star of the show along with Kylie. So all of you need to know him. What's his website? Do we have any place for them to be able to find him? Onebusiness.com, which is like the goat of urls i have to say one business o-n-e business.com yeah, go check you. out greg yeah, that was nice the goat very nice. all right we're coming back right after this genesis communication network greatest of all time <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable what is goat again the doug stare how you doing baby paul van Dieven, jackie stockdale you're a little hyper <laughs> she's awesome my let she loves him she loves tony robbins and then god said it. she's done with the deal she turns it off she says send me a sign god and all of a sudden her feed said get on the radio with tom and adrian and greg so that's pretty cool that is super super cool. yeah we love you jason kohler uh oh and we're back it's tom chanel it's adrian chanel it is the <laughs> legacy leadership show with greg petri not petri petri and we are here and we are on fire and no one can believe that we do this radio this well, but we are good at it after many, many years, my little boy, Adrian. Ham and egg. Take it away, Mr. Egg. <laughs> All right. So today's a, a, a big day, and it, it's a big day because we this morning celebrated the life of two really remarkable people who I already knew were remarkable uh, and came to find out that they were far more remarkable than I even it's appreciated that in is terms true. of the contribution that they made in the world. Uh, their names were Alan and Sharon Christensen. Uh, they were really pillars of the community here in Longmont, Colorado. They were members of the group that Greg co-founded or founded called One Business Connection. And they were really important members of that group, so yeah. much so that we uh, were just in the process of, of starting up a new chapter that Alan was set to lead. And so literally the day that they passed away in a tragic car accident, Greg and I were on a call saying, hey, we're going to get on with Alan tomorrow and we're going to get this all set up. And uh, tragically, they were taken too soon. And so that is incredibly sad in a way. And at the same time, I, I'm just incredibly present to what it looks like to live life well and how I want to be remembered and what it means to be someone that is that, that makes a contribution that extends far beyond oneself in the world. And so, Greg, I, I'm just curious, you know, what what are you what did you take away from that experience and, and just from your very dear friendship with Alan in particular that we can learn from and, and honor him in, and his legacy as a result of the way that he lived his life? Um, <clears throat> his uh, beliefs matched his actions. Wow. I mean, it really did. He he uh, lived his faith in in people. um Never. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad word about him ever. I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Oh, okay, Todd, you're, you're out of here. Yeah. No, no. Tom, he, he was one of those people that really 
gave his faith a good name because he did what he said he was going to do. He was kind, he was caring. And then he, he did things all over the world. Yeah. Like in Africa and Cambodia and he, he uh, built churches. He, he was just one of those people through kindness he created. Yeah. And the, the people that knew him, it was, it's astounding to me. I heard Greg Chaddock was there. That's a guy I never thought would be, you know, just the cross section of people that are in different faiths or in different walks of life that knew this guy that went to that service. I didn't go, but I heard it was incredible. And the touching tributes to him, the guy just never did anything except serve, serve, serve. And that's how we want to be remembered. Yeah. So that's actually true. Very true. That they told a story that Alan was part of helping to to create and launch a new church in I think they said Minnesota, and he was right. he he worked for many years as a hospital administrator, and he and this guy would go and work all day long nine to five whatever it was they'd go home have dinner and then they'd meet at seven o'clock at this building and they would work until three in the morning literally building this church, like fitting out this church with their hand, bare hands, like actually doing the construction work. And they did that for a year for a whole to get year. this thing off the ground. And you just, you wouldn't, you know, they, they didn't want the spotlight. He didn't want the spotlight. And I, I just think, you know, whatever it is that you believe, whatever it is that you believe in, just to, to realize that there is this, there, there's just another level. There's an opportunity to make a contribution in the world that is truly from your heart. And it's not about the applause. It's not about the recognition from others. It's, it's about making the kind of dent that you want to make in the world. And they talked mm -hmm. about that, you know, he was, he was just about six months older than you. So he was, uh, he was he just about to turn 72 uh, in a couple of weeks. And he had, they, they just launched a whole new thing. That was another part of the legacy that he was looking to create. And he, they finished that, that project in the last six months. And he, you know, just this, this never stop contributing and never, you know, he, he just never had, they, they said, you know, he never retired. He never wanted to slow down. He wanted to continue to create vision and then bring that vision about in the world. And that's something that is really inspiring and that I see in both of you guys, you, you know, you, you yeah. people over here. So well, just one thing I'd like to say, and I, I, I hope everybody agrees. You guys say, uh, you know, you know, what is it? Lead with your fire brain, hire your heart. Alan always led with God. I mean, it, it was always God. It was always uh, his alignment with uh, divine. And I think we should all, when we all do that, everything works. And that's what he did. And yeah. that's why he was so special. Yeah. So uh, Alan and Sharon, we, we honor your, your memory. And uh, I, I think we all can, you know, regardless <coughs> of what your beliefs are, we all can learn something from what they did and the impact that they had in the world. So uh, it's it's good to get to, to recognize them and to learn from that. And so yeah. we're with Greg Petrie. We're going to take another break here on the Legacy Leadership Show. You're listening with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, and Greg Petrie on the, on the Genesis Communication Network. We'll be right back. A typo out of little Mr. Perfect right there. there. Did you notice that? There what was the typo? He just, he just stuttered. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Lorenzo Rothery, Susan Robbie, Rabbi. There you are. Good to see yeah. you. It is just great having you people listen to us 
this guy is somebody that you want to know. His brain is far, far smarter, smaller than his heart. And he's a really, really smart guy. And we're going to, on the other side of this, we're going to talk about some books he loves. We're going back right now. Cool. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. And it is Greg Petrie. And it is one business connection. And we, in the previous segment, we're talking about a guy who just lived a powerful life. And I find out the life he lived after he's gone. And that yeah. just makes me mad yeah. because I am so arrogant. I've met him five times, but I never took the time. I interviewed him with my eyes. I was always busy doing something else. And I never really sat down to get the essence of the guy. And I regret that today because he's somebody that could have been a contribution to my life, but I had the blinders on, too busy, whatever it is. All of you, all of you reach out. Everybody's got a story that will bring you to your knees if you'll just take the time to listen to it. That's A. And B, the people that you do know, what you don't want to do is wake up, get a phone call that somebody has had a tragic accident, mm -hmm. they're not here anymore, and you hadn't reached out. Yeah. And I am going to tell you, that's where his, Adrian's company, Contact Mapping, is so magic because of those rotations. <clears throat> and remember, where you go in there and you sporadically, is that the right word? Yeah. Sporadically, uh, just say something nice to people without agenda, just to make their day a little bit better by virtue of the fact that you remembered them is going to make all the difference in the world. And if something like this does come along, your, your, your conscience is as clear as it could possibly be because you had reached out to them. Right, guys? I totally agree. And, and, you know, conscience is one part of it. I think regret and living life without regret is maybe even a bigger part of it, right? Because, you know, of course, if there's something that you need to clean up with somebody in your life, go do it right now. Don't, don't wait because you, you can't count on tomorrow, right? No matter, no matter what we, we can never take anything for granted, but even beyond that, so often, you know, we have these feelings of if only I had gotten to have that one last conversation or if only I had had the chance to really tell that person what they truly meant to me or how much I admired them or whatever that is. And if you can live a life where you're embodying those principles in that way of being and doing it all the time as a matter of, of just the way that you carry yourself in the world then you're going to you're going to you're going to have so much greater of a contribution so much is going to come back to you in the form of relationship and connection and living a good life and you're never going to have that moment where suddenly you've lost somebody and you're you're feeling like gee I know you know I sure wish that I had had that opportunity to be connected with them right yeah absolutely yeah and uh, you know and I I say this a lot and I think it's a quote by Tara Singh said value what's valuable value what's valuable wow and you know what's valuable okay so that's thank you tell them how many books you read and how many books you have and what your favorite books are because the books he loves you've never heard of well, Wallace Waddles who's Wallace Waddles oh course. everybody's heard that book I mean it's uh, the science of getting rich that's one of the greatest books but a good you know I don't know if you've ever studied Ernest Holmes but he's one of my favorite authors you know thoughts or things that his favorite, my favorite book by him that I've read so far is uh, The Creative Mind and Success by, uh, you know, Ernest Holmes, a book from 1950. I'm reading for the fifth time. I just read them over and over because, you know, my memory, I don't know what it is. You would but think that Greg's in a gang because he's got this old, is that, what, is that a Cadillac or a Lincoln Continental, that old car of yours? 
Oh, my my Lincoln Town Car. A Lincoln yeah. Town Car. But he's got so many books in the trunk that he looks like one of those gangbangers because his car is just tilted up. It and, so he's, and see how short he is? <laughs> so he's sitting on a telephone book trying to look over the steering wheel because it's tipping up like this because he's hauling all these books around. And then whenever he goes in any place, he's got all these books and he's going, okay, everybody, have you read this one? Have you read this one? Have you read this one? And I'm a bookaholic. I don't know if you guys know that. So I always look at the books that he loves because I want to just follow in his footsteps because he kind of pre-does it for me because he's so bright. But I am telling you, this guy is a reading machine, aren't you? Well, I I, I don't read as much as a lot of people, but well, I, I do want to read, you know, a couple books a month. And, and I don't think there's anything more important than bringing back to society the love of reading books at all ages. It's really, as long as they're empowering books by people that have done something. But yeah, reading books is one of the most important things we can do. There's just no doubt about it. And you, I agree with you. You read mostly old books. Is that true? No, not really. I mean, sure look old. But <laughs> I love the ancients. Like I read a book, you know, do you think in the United States there's any issue right now with, you know, uh, you know, politics? Okay, I won't go there. But read this book. It's called On Liberty. This is written in 1859 by John Stuart Mills. It is not an easy read. But it gives you a whole idea of what's going on in our culture that was going on back in 1859 in England. So, yeah, older books really have a lot of wisdom. There's no doubt about it. And how did you get this deep love of books, of learning, of spirituality? Where did all you, you just don't feel that deep until I talk to you. So how did that happen? <laughs> I don't Your know. Your mom and dad? Or I don't really know. The woman you I mean, married? or yeah, I really Trial know. and tribulation? Something had to trigger <clears throat> it. No, I mean, I, I really I wish I knew. But, I mean... It's just, uh, you know, I know that I, I did door-to-door. -door. Can I say it? Can I say it on, on here? Door-to-door -door encyclopedia sales. You did? Wow. The company was around 100 years, and they were real advocates of personal development. And they would train you and uh, say, hey, read these books, read these stories, read these things, uh, these quotes. And so it just kind of got in my nature. And that was way, way back when I was, you know, this age right over here. Okay. Did that, is that really the, a big part of where that got introduced I, for you? It really was because they, they were really wanting you to be a positive person because it wasn't easy going out and knocking on doors cold and you had to stay positive in your mind and they would do everything they could to infuse you with that from books and ideas. And I think it kind of started there on so, some level. I, I don't even want to admit this because it'll show what a dork I am. Number one, Adrian tells will tell you that I never listen to music, correct? True. I never listen to music. I'm always listening to something. Right. So this Rami Abadre wrote this book, something about it, Think and Grow Rich. Only you would. Can it? you really think and grow rich? Can oh, you really think I and grow rich? I saw that book in your office. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. I was wondering what that was. So I chased him down. We met him. We had him on the show. Oh, okay. So what was so cool about that was now all of a sudden I'm back in love with that whole guy that wrote that book. Who wrote that book? Napoleon Hill. Robert Napoleon Hill. So, so I went and got the 15-hour course. Oh, and wow. I'm listening to this guy for 15 hours. And I am having the time of my life. Finally revisiting everything I already knew. And it is glorious. And mm -hmm. it's astounding to me how long ago that was written and how relevant it is now. And every one of you, every one of us can just become better people and lots more successful if we just take all that negative out of our head. And that's it. That's all these books talk about is stop living in the past. Stop living in the negative. Live in the solution. And it's going to show up. And 
I told Denise, my wife, that today. And she was upstairs in my office and there was something going on and there was a little negative behind her eyes. And she said, I need to get out of here and go downstairs. She's a Buddhist, so she doesn't does something or another. But at the end of the day, <laughs> she she knows it. So I need to do that. So absolutely everything I do is in the, in the solution. And that's how you live your life, right? Well, you got to be so, so vigilant and careful of the thoughts you let in the divine mind. I mean, that's that's the key to the whole thing. Be very, very careful and use uh, your mind to create positive things in this world because we can. And you do that. That's how you live your life. You guys are way deeper than I am. I'll tell you what. No, you're, but it's true. And, and, and you, when you're on, especially an entrepreneurial journey, mm -hmm. you are going to constantly have obstacles and speed bumps and stuff coming up in, in your path. And you have to become a, you, you have to, to learn the skills and the, the, the patterns of how to maintain your mindset, because if you don't do that, you're, you're going to get not, you, you're going to continually get knocked down because it's, it's not, there's nobody that is paving the way for you. You're out there cutting the way for yourself. And so if you're not able to pick yourself up over and over again, then you're going to really struggle as an entrepreneur. And if your mindset is not right, then it's going to be really difficult for you to do that. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I want you to think about role models. And you guys might not like Tom Brady at all. And I don't mm -hmm. give a rats if you like him or not. I like him. Well, it's because from you, you're from Italy. So here's the deal. Is he? You're from the East Coast too, right? Well, on my Kinda. dad's side. My all right. mom's from Colorado. All right. So here's the deal. The guy's a good football player, 45 years old, out there getting his, you, never, you know, he's talking. He's grateful. He's positive. What you don't see is the guy lost like hundreds of millions of dollars and is up for all kinds of liabilities on this FTX thing. Yeah. Alongside that, he's also got that divorce going on with his wife and what goes through a whole that, that entire nightmare with the little kids in the whole shot. Right. But you would never know it. The guy is living like I got a football team to lead here. None of those distractions are going to get in and I'm going to play it to my best ability and deal with that stuff as it deals. And that's exactly what you go through, Adrian, where, you know, you just no matter what it is. Every day, no matter what hit you the night before, you wake up and, oh, my God, I got to say something really important. Um, and you put your spikes on and get on the field. But I've changed my mind. Right. <laughs> so somebody, it might have been Elon Musk. I think it was. I read a quote about Elon Musk saying that he doesn't turn his phone on and look at his phone first thing in the morning anymore. Because the first thing he would always see is people saying absolute garbage about him. So his day day would start with a negative. Absolutely implant. true. And he said, I'm, I just moved my phone. So I tried it. And I am telling you guys, it works. So I moved the phone upstairs and I have to go get it. But between here and there, there's a whole lot of stuff I can do to have a positive mindset before I have to open up Armageddon. And I am telling you all oh, that made a difference for me. Is that cool enough? You know what I, I've been doing lately? What is putting my phone on airplane mode, and the reason I do that is so that you don't have those EMFs and things coming through. Try it out. Put your phone on airplane mode at night, and even when you're not using it, and you don't have that energy, it's, it, and be having a morning ritual. Have a positive morning ritual, Tom. I mean, yeah. it's so vital. Yeah, yeah. It, the amount of distraction and space that gets rented in our minds by these devices That's a good way to put it. is unbelievable. And it's, and there's studies that show that your ability to think, uh, 
to like to have to process anything in, uh, that requires real like concentration that even if your phone is in your pocket off that just your brain knows that that phone is there and it almost can't tell the difference whether it's on or off it just if that thing is physically in your presence your brain is like uh, monitoring for that potential for some dopamine hit because we are just so wired. It's a good way. I never thought of, of that. I like that. Yeah. You guys, you guys like Tony Robbins? Oh yeah, totally. Okay. So his right-hand woman is a woman named Lauren LaHave. Lauren LaHave traveled all over the world with Tony putting on his events. Now she's a huge network marketer making major, major money with Jeff Roberti. Next week she's on the show and it is going to be epic. Ha! And she's doing go. a woman's event that is incredible. And we're even going to have a ticket to get away, to give away. She rented Eric's facility, that giant, giant thing in the round. Yeah. Is that the craziest thing? She is a force of nature. I've never met anybody like her in our life. I know. And she, Adrian's telling me I got to go to the break and I'm going to go when I want. So, <laughs> so you're not the boss. So anyway, we got to take a break. This is the Genesis Communication Network. We will be right back right after this. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> Jackie Stockdale. My phone number <clears throat> is 720-840-7222. I want to talk to you. Yeah. Right Robert now. Armstrong. We got him back. We love Robert Armstrong. Oh, Robert, gosh. that was funny. I like that. That was very funny. <laughs> Susan, I'm glad you're here. I, and I appreciate being on. Yeah, this is exciting. We got to go back to the final segment coming up. And at the end of the show, stick around because we'll stick around for Greg a few more minutes so he can say bad words. We're going to have a cussing contest? And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. <laughs> it is Greg Petrie. It is Adrian Chenault. And it is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show final segment. We just love this guy. He is our kind of guy. I love you guys. True story. <laughs> and his organization, 1BC, is worldwide. You ought to plug into it. Take a look at what he's doing because he is a connector. He forces people in the meetings to do all they can to try to serve somebody else across the table in the form of a lead. I love his meetings. I love what he stands for. And he's just a heck of a guy that wears scarves. <laughs> he does wear scarves. It's, that's your signature. Yeah, yeah. Where'd that come from? Affectatious. It's just affectatious. I do it in the summer. I know. How long have you been doing this affectatious thing? Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. For Ever since I've known you, like about... 10, 12 years. So I have to tell you another story. When Dominic was a little kid, he was, remember how cute he was? He was just this little kid that would follow me around like a puppy dog. So I started calling him ass facious. So we're at Whole Foods in Boulder. And, and so I'm paying for the food and I give the lady the money and Dominic's over there. And I said, get over here, ass facious. And the lady just put her hands down. And she goes, did you really name that poor child ass facious? And Dominic <laughs> smiled at her and said, he sure did. It was one of the greatest, wittiest things by him you've ever seen. And uh, he's never been the same since. But yeah, that's kind of what happened. Oh, affectatious. I was like, where did that story affectatious come? Affectatious reminded me of ass facious. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank All you. Right. So yeah, that, now you have a nickname. <laughs> if only I had a soundboard, I could do the Seinfeld like theme music. There, there you go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So Greg, pandemic hits, you had really not done a whole lot of online anything before that. And you, instead of retreating, 
turned One Business Connection from pretty much a Colorado organization to an international organization. Is that true? Well, yeah. And, and what's interesting is I learned the lesson from the encyclopedia of business. Really? Because uh, in 1994, people were telling me, these are going away. And I'm going, they've been around 100 years. They're not going away. No, you got to listen to them. They're going away. The whole company fell apart. And I would not uh, I would not be flexible and I did not change. And so when this happened, I said, we're, we're spinning on a dime. We're just going to change. We're going to do stuff differently. And I had studied Zoom calls seven years prior. I knew how to run them. I knew how to do masterminds. And so it was just second nature. It was like, hey, I don't care what we're doing. Let's be flexible. Let's change. And I learned that from not being flexible and losing a lot, a lot of uh, money and lots of stuff. So, that's yeah. A, that's so, but, really and, and they're fun. They really are fun. They are. Ways. We got members in Colombia and Venezuela and Lebanon, for God's sakes, you know, cool stuff. Africa. You, one of the guys in Venezuela, Alejo, where was Venezuela? He's was from Colombia. Colombia. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. He's cool. That's right. So this guy fell so in love with Greg that he moved to Denver from Colombia. So that's a pretty profound impact, Mr. Well, Greg. I mean, I can't take full credit for that. Like he was going to go to Austin, and I convinced him to stay in Colorado. And his kids go, what is this snow stuff? <laughs> I know. Yeah, they're uh, like <laughs> four-year-old, seven-year-old. They're going, it's really cool. <laughs> Get me back in the house. Oh, but yeah, they're really having fun and adapting well. But you know, <clears throat> for all of you that are reinventing yourself, you got to go where your connections are. You've got to go where your best shot at having people help you be successful are. And another thing that I learned from Greg, and I, he's always inviting me to these things, and they just scare the crud out of me. Because I hate people to realize how shallow I'm not deep. I really am. <laughs> and so he's always going, Tom, you got to come and do this mastermind with me. And I, have you ever noticed I've never gone to one? And I'm, I'm officially in confessing. I just don't want to be the dumbest guy in the room. Oh, Tom, I'm just telling you, you, know you, you don't believe that. Fact, you know you don't believe Adrian that. Adrian will tell you I know that. Does he fact. believe that? I'm not sure I think he's either. just terrified of his own shadow. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though. It yeah. is interesting. So, Greg... You, you pivoted the company, you have moved into all these international places, and you've created this kind of melting pot where it's not necessarily constrained by locality and it's working really well. Is that something that you anticipated or did that surprise you how well that has worked? Um, I, I didn't anticipate it. I really didn't. So it's just it's just fun. And, and again, what you do with contact navigating, what I do, and is, is like just enjoy these people. And that's why just going one little step back to Alan Christensen and his wife and what happened to them. And a week ago, Adrian called me on the phone and it was like a Tuesday morning. And he said, I'm almost positive. This is Alan 95%. And it just, it just shows that guys we're here on planet earth to do really good things and really, really do it. Take, take time to, to create the dreams that you want to, because there's amazing people. And Alan was one of them. He just was one of those heartfelt people. We all are. And just use that good energy to do good in this world. I, I think that's really the mission of everyone should be. We do that. There are no problems. There's only solutions. You're right on. And there's a, a new book that just came out. It's called The Good Life. It's put out by a Harvard professor and I think a Yale professor who run the four generation psychological study on what it means to create happiness. Mm. And what it all comes down to the only variable that they can say with any certainty is the thing that moves the needle is real relationships. That is truly where lifelong happiness and satisfaction is created. 
And you hear that in his voice. You hear that in what Greg is talking about, because it really was. It was about getting to do these cool things with the people that he has done them with. That's what it's been for me. That's what it's been for Greg. That's what it's been for Tom. And so go and tell somebody in your life that they matter to you. You will never, ever regret it. And, you know, I pray to God it's not, but you just never know if it's the last time that you have a chance to share that with somebody. So Alan, Sharon, we, we love you. We honor your legacy. Greg Petrie from One Business Connection. It's been awesome having you here with us today. Go check out onebusiness.com to learn more about what he is doing there. And next week we have Lauren LaHave on Legacy Leadership. You do not want to miss that powerhouse. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Legacy Leadership with Adrian and Tom Chenault. Over and out. (laughs) Well, that was fun. That was fun. Don't you love him? I do. He's a good, good man. Yeah, you guys need to know him. He is one good guy who does what he says he's going to do before he said it was going to get done. Just everything about him, you can count on him. And that's really, really cool. Uh, are we still, because we lost Alan, are we still going to do the meeting here at my office? Oh, yeah, we are. I just got to find somebody to help lead it as well. Carl. Carl would be fine. He'd be yeah, terrible. If you want Carl to, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, so would he be just, terrible? No, he'd be fine. Uh, okay, okay. We got to find somebody that's going to, you know, just get committed to it here in Longmont, Colorado. But if you want to do a branch of 1BC where you live, I'm sure there's ways to do that. And plugging in with this guy is, he's just one of those guys that you just love. Because he's so down to earth, but so doggone deep and so doggone smart that it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm like you. Yeah, quite. <laughs> All right, let's get out of All here. All right. Thanks, everybody. everybody. We'll thank see you, you soon. Love you guys.